0: For today's episode, we invited Kayla Mendez, a talented commercial and fashion photographer with an exquisite editorial portfolio. Kayla shares her secrets and perspective on how to run a commercial photography business, how to hack Instagram's algorithm, how to set and scale your pricing as your business grows. We also talk about the importance of balancing out jobs that get your bills paid versus jobs that feed your creative soul. Tune in.
1: You're listening to Flow Insider, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want a fresh perspective on business, communication, and art.
2: Welcome to the Flow Insider Podcast. I'm one of your
0: hosts, Devontae. And I'm Sayori. This podcast is brought to you by Flow Themes, a hub for premium website design and support for photographers, videographers, and creative businesses welcome to the show. Welcome, y'all. I am so happy to have you listening in today. Uh, We have Kayla Mendez here with us to talk all things business, Instagram growth, and so much more.
2: We are so blessed to have you here, Kayla. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thanks so much for having me, guys. Absolutely. Um, uh, We've only known you for, I want to say, two-ish months, uh, maybe three it's been a short time but i just want to say how incredible it's been to witness your journey kind of unravel before us and and see how far you're going and like all the incredible content you create like i'm just so lucky that we somehow you know crossed paths and um it was actually for a collaboration on a uh IG live all about editing melanated skin which was something that you know we really both cared about Um, Mm -hmm. and I love that we cross paths and and here we are I just you're an incredible wise person who just has so much to offer so really thank you so much for joining us and and we have so much stuff we want to talk to you about so I'm so excited
1: for sure I'm an open book so I really try to offer as much value and try to connect with as many creatives as possible so you guys are amazing for having me thank you awesome thank Thank you. you so
0: for anyone who doesn't know you
1: can you tell us a little bit more about who you are For sure. So hi, I'm Kayla and I am a commercial photographer based in Florida and Los Angeles very soon, hopefully. Um, and I've been doing photography for about four years now. And honestly, I jumped right in and started into commercial work. Um, I then added on weddings into my roster. However, I'm starting to pivot my business in a lot of different ways, but commercial and editorial photography is kind of my wheelhouse. And I specialize in creating artful, um, beautiful imagery for brands that really want to elevate their presence and stand out in the marketplace.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Um, what's a little fun fact about you that, you know, people may not really know?
1: Well, I can tell you, I always love sharing this fun fact, but my journey into photography was not linear. I have a degree in biochemistry. Um, I graduated college college with that degree and um, worked in a medical lab for about two to three-ish years. And I'm actually published in a medical journal. So you can look me up on PubMed.
0: <laughs> Ooh, amazing.
2: Whoa, Beauty and brains. That's pretty inspiring.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, girl, get it.
2: How did you go from a degree in biochemistry to a profitable, amazing photography business? Like, I really want to know more about your journey.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's so funny to to say it all in retrospect now, because if you would have asked me, like 5 years ago and told me I would be would be a professional photographer today. I literally would not have believed you. Um, photography was mm. never something I planned in my for my path, but honestly it feels so attuned to who I am as like a human being. Art is like has always been what I loved as a child, but you know as we grow up and our parents are telling telling us we need a financially stable job. We're like, okay, well, art isn't in, in the in the picture here. So right. I was always really you know, hardworking and love science, I still do love science. Um, so obviously, that kind of led me into getting going to college and getting that degree in biochemistry. But mm-hmm. while I was a sophomore in college, I actually started traveling, and just exploring the world and I was actually the designated photographer chosen as the designated photographer for that trip just super randomly I think they just saw that I was kind of creative and playing around with photos on on Instagram and they were like Kayla can you be our designated photographer for the trip and I was like yeah sure and I didn't even have a camera at that point I think I was borrowing my friend's camera who was also on the trip um and I just started taking photos and once I came back from I lived in I was living in India for two months and um once I came back from that trip literally, things started changing. Like, for some reason, I just started taking photos and posting them on Instagram. And slowly but surely, I started getting my first client. And so wow. by the time that I graduated in 2018, I was I just decided I was going to go full time freelance, I had enough, I had enough ish clients to like feel stable enough to take the leap. And here I am today. So it's it really happened very fast. It started in picked up the camera for real in 2015, 16. And then here we are today in 2020. So it's kind of wild.
0: Oh, my God. Well, congratulations. I, I really love when it kind of just it, it just makes sense. And I, I feel like so many people are always kind of second guessing themselves. And you just you just it felt right. And you just went right forward And look at you now. I, I, I'm I'm amazed I like I said I've only known you for a short amount of time but like already I can tell like what a powerhouse of a woman you are and I love 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 everything that you do and honestly you create some of the most beautiful editorial style branding and commercial work that I've ever seen that we've ever seen yeah. and um I just want to know like you said you're kind of pivoting you know in in many directions but um what advice would you have for creatives that kind of want to dip their feet into that as well into commercial work like you know any any tips for them
1: Oh, absolutely. The co- one thing that I've I've learned just is that how different the commercial photography world is from the wedding world. Um, and, you know, for me, I accidentally stumbled into commercial photography. I didn't even know that I was doing commercial work until maybe like two years in. Um, okay. Then, so I started in commercial photography. My first Photoshoot was for a fa- was a fashion lookbook. Actually, was my first client, and um and I like I didn't know what I was doing. And so, you know, one of the biggest things that I think for creatives that even want to be successful in the commercial industry is you really have to be attuned to your own artistic voice. Mm. Um, because I feel like the wedding world is is so different in that you're capturing other people's stories. Right like you're able to capture their stories, and it's all just unfolding before you, but in the commercial world, you have to bring that artistic vision, you have to direct the the models and curate the scenes you have to bring your own vision, and at the end of the day, that's what's gonna make you stand out and get you hired in the commercial world, so it's really so different um but that's honestly my biggest my biggest tip yeah yeah
0: so so really you have to be more intentional and more, uh, and it's something I don't think many people consider. And, and you're right. Like in, in the wedding world, it, it, you kind of just, you know, you kind of have to go with what your clients or what, what the planner is putting together for you. Right. Um, I, I think that's an incredible thing to reflect on and, you know, maybe one resonates with people, um, over another. And I think that's, wow. I, I think that's incredible. Um, So was there anything that you wish you knew when you started out? Like you said, you kind of just landed your first clients without really trying. But like, um, what would you say if you were to go about it in a more intentional way? How could you secure your first client as somebody who is new to the commercial world altogether?
1: Honestly, I don't think I would have changed how I got into this, into commercial photography at all, just because I think I did go about it the right way because instead, well, you know, there is no right or wrong way. Because the, everyone's photog- photographic journey into photography is so wildly different. That's what's so beautiful about this career. But um, honestly, just focusing on creating the work that you want to do and that inspires you that is unique because you know there's we are so inundated with content, with visuals, and I sometimes feel that, photographers are just trying to do the next the cutest photo trend or what's popular in like editing trends and all this good stuff but if you can cut through all that noise and really create work that fills you like is really driven by your vision um, and not worry about the money because com- with commercial photography it's kind of the hustle you do have to hustle a lot first because you have to create that work first right. where anyone ever really like hires you on to shoot for their brand. So like create that work, collaborate with local creatives, um, work with local talent, like models and really elevate your portfolio. And and don't worry about the money, um, work, focus on like drafting your own creative vision first. If you can really figure out your why I feel like you're going to be so more you're going to be sustained for the long haul that is your photography career because it's a long journey commercial photography is a long a long journey and it's it's so fun and so rewarding but um you know like everything good it, it does take a lot of hard work
0: that's amazing uh, so where do you get your inspiration because like I said you your your um your vision is always there's something very soft and elegant dreamlike, whimsical kind of and I just Oh my God, it blows me away, and and you're right. So many people are trying to recreate the trendiest things and and kind of you know do things for popularity, which is understandable. You know, we all want our our, our pages to grow and all of that. But right. where do you get your inspiration, and and how do you kind of stay true to um to to your vision despite all of the noise and all of the extra trends kind of popping up left and right? How do you how do you go about that?
1: For sure, um, I think. A lot of my, I mean, you can't deny the influence that social media has on, on a creative's journey. Um, and a lot of, like, I'm not saying anything bad, bad about photo trends, because I think there is something beautiful about being able to pick and choose what aligns with your, your brand, um, but just not being that photographer, that kind of. Consumes and creates everything, and then your brand is incohesive. So that's what we want to steer clear of. Um, but honestly, my biggest thing that has helped me is just journaling. I think um, you're really able to like cut through the, your own limiting beliefs, your own frustrations, and and get to that to that why, get to that artistic voice, and just drawing inspiration for maybe other things. Sometimes I have to like chuck my phone across the room to really, um, like listen to my own headspace you know because we are so inundated um with content and obviously a lot of my inspiration comes from just the feeling um and like the mood i'm always trying to create a mood some kind of ro- i yeah. describe my work as very romantic um and a lot of that stems from just my the way that i approach life like i'm a, I'm, an, I'm a high high optimist um, and everything I kind of the way I approach life is like a, ro- a rosy romantic view and that I think that really comes through in my imagery just the way that I curate my images as well um, and so I don't know I, I love um, impressionist paintings and and like that yeah. Parisian aesthetic as something it's trendy now but um, I think that really resonates with kind of who I am as an artist and just art for this art's sake I think yeah. is kind of my jam.:
0: <laughs> That's beautiful. It really is the vibe all across your website, your socials, everything. It feels very, I don't know, sweet, inspiring, and, like I said, Ooh. kind of dreamlike, and I think you do an incredible job at you know stating what your vision is and what your intentions are. So you know for people that want to get into it, um, I guess that would be the biggest piece of, of advice, correct? Just to kind of create
1: the art that you love and then the clients will follow. I would definitely say that, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent, and I know that sounds kind of maybe vague or it's not super tactile, but trust me, like, you like there is like we can't deny that this industry is you know there's just a lot going on, um, but like if you can really hone into your why and your own artistic voice, like you're gonna yeah. be so set in stone because you're not speaking to a thousand people, you're speaking to that one person who's gonna resonate with your, your vision. Yeah.
2: Wow, that's so good. So um, finding and securing clients seems to be one of the top concerns for creatives, you know, especially during these trying times. Um, what are your top tips for creating a strong portfolio that attracts paying clients?
1: Ooh, strong portfolio. Honestly, let's let's think. So I, I am very strategic about the kind of work that I share online. Mm-hmm. And I think like what a lot of people probably don't know about me as a business owner is that. I only post on Instagram, maybe 5% of the work that I shoot. I shoot a lot of different clients, clients that I feel fill me financially or clients that are more like creatively fulfilled, but maybe don't pay me as much, but it's still filling that creative bucket. And there's a beauty in both types of work. But also it's like the biggest thing when it comes to like Getting your dream clients, I really believe it it does stem back from having that curated portfolio and only sharing the type of work that you want to get paid to do in the future.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
2: Okay, okay, that makes perfect sense. Um, what are some ways that we can set up a solid marketing plan to help us attract people that truly value us?
1: As far as, like, marketing strategy, I think it re- a lot of my, like, clients do come from Instagram. Instagram is the number one driver of traffic to my business. And I will say this one thing, because I know we have a lot of different probably photographers that are listening, but advertising for commercial work and advertising for wedding work, I have found are two completely different beasts. A lot of times you can get wedding clients through different things like SEO and all that good stuff when commercial clients don't actually really like, you know, a, a commercial client will rarely find you through a Google search. They're much more interested in seeing who you're connected with, who you know, who you've worked with before. It's more of an, it, it is more of a networking and names game. Unfortunately, it's, it's a lot. That's why Instagram is so crucial because we're able right. to connect and network with tons of different brands that are based all over the world. So really yeah. utilizing engage and engaging on Instagram and having that kind of funnel to also be able to you know engage with them on social media maybe send them an email and then continue to engage with them and post work that aligns with their brand or maybe a brand that you're trying to target um and to have that kind of promotion kind of strategy in place because a lot of it does come from just pure engagement because um yeah it's all about I don't want to say that it's all about connections but connections will definitely get you far and being like just a kind human being I think Right. Yeah
0: no you're right um and i i think it is uh, straight to the point like they have to visually see what you're capable of producing especially in the age that we live in now i feel like it's incredible how we can easily connect with people in every corner of the world um so i did have a little question um like how do you go about figuring out what i don't want to like dig too deep into the way you have everything set up but how would you go about pricing yourself for some kind of commercial work does is it based on a project is it based on what they offer or how does that work how do you figure that out so that you can be profitable in that aspect as well
1: yeah this is um a topic that i really dive in depth with with in depth with with my one-on-one coaching clients Mm -hmm. um and but like i don't i don't mind sharing this good stuff for you because um when it comes for commercial pricing, commercial projects, a lot of it is um, a, like a, a custom quote, because every brand is unique at, all their needs are different. Um, there are different usage and rights that we have to even begin thinking about. Um, like, what is it going to be used for? Um, like, is it for social media? Is it for print? I'm mostly stick to social media can- campaigns at this point. Um, so that makes it a little easier for pricing for me. But like, you really want to make sure you're accounting for your living and business expenses in your pricing and having an internal kind of, number that you like to stick towards and then seeing what that brand kind of is looking for in regards to maybe how how many hours is it going to take to produce the images that they want how many locations do they need a lot of um the the price like i know that's how also like wedding photographers price their things is by hours of coverage and maybe like locations or different things like that a lot of that is the similar and crosses over into the commercial Um, you just have to keep in mind like the set changes like how many? How much talent are you working with, or even the number of looks or jewelry changes, whatever you're shooting, um, and just kind of being strategic about, like, how much time is this actually gonna gonna cost me, and then pricing it out that way,
0: right? And you've also done commercial work um, in other destinations, right? Uh, if I remember correctly, you've done um, commercial shooting in like Paris and and Mexico, I think. What? Um, yeah or am i am
1: i dreaming no this is true <laughs> i have had the crazy some of the craziest photography travel experiences in my short time as a photographer um i traveled to 12 countries in last year <gasps> so, Oh my god! Um, <laughs> and it's kind of funny now that, that we can't travel anymore this is the most that i've ever stayed in one country <laughs> in a really long time um I have and honestly a lot of those opportunities came super organically like um, some of them I did try to like pre-plan like I got to shoot for this eyeglass company um, in Bali and in Europe as I traveled around Europe and I did I was able to shoot like for a luxury um, loungewear brand in Paris, which was super awesome. But that was actually like a friend connection. We both met up in in Paris at the exact same time, and that's why it's so great to have those connections and be can to continue to like build those relationships with local um creatives in your area because that's how I've gotten a lot of my travel opportunities and just like networking on social media, um, and just like always keeping an eye out for for who's who's looking for that travel content. I know it's a little different right now in this new day and age. But yeah, I um, yeah. did that answer your question?
0: Yeah, 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 yes. absolutely. I think that's going to inspire so many people because I feel like there are so many of us that, uh, you know, dream about, you know, traveling the world and everything, doing what you love. So I just, I think it's great to see you as sort of like a spiritual expander somebody that um you see is thriving in a certain area and so seeing you thrive in that way makes me believe that it's possible for me to do it as well like if you can do it i can do it if she can you know what i'm saying and you are a role model in many ways and anybody listening who is interested please 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 check her out and go and book yourself a mentoring session with her i feel like there's so much deeper that we could go into with this topic but I did want to ask you and, and kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, You recently mentioned um how you took a break from posting to your feed and you focused on like reels and stories and, and you achieved incredible growth on Instagram. So my question is, like, you know, how did you strategize to create all that valuable content? And basically, you know, how can we do the same?
1: Yes, I love, I love this question because I haven't talked about it really yet. I did share my, my analytics on my stories, but, um, honestly, guys, I, from Instagram reels alone, I have gained 5,000 followers within the last and not saying followers are everything, but I did, that did happen. And, um, I think just within the last month, ever since Instagram launched reels, um, and I've been posting reels and and another uh, kind of thing that I haven't shared, but I haven't actually created any new content for Instagram reels. I have just been repurposing my TikTok content onto Instagram. So I have not done anything. I've not cre- created any additional work for myself. That's just me. Wow. Having a content strategy in place and r- knowing how to repurpose that content um, right when the the iron is hot, because anytime an app releases new features, they're always gonna push out that content the most. And so I kind of knew that that was going to happen. Like when Instagram released IGTV, I was like, okay, they're gonna start pushing out the creators that are utilizing that new um, that new like feature on their app, because at the end of the day, you know. Instagram, they want to keep us on the app. So we're right. going to reward us by, uh, reward the people who are using the new features. Um, and so one of my reels ended up going viral and led to that insane amount of growth, which is kind of crazy. I, It, it, it was kind of crazy, but I think um, like focusing on creating really short, bits of value through Instagram reels. Um, Like if you can answer one question in 15 seconds on a reel, then that's the kind of content that you should be creating. That's amazing. Yeah. I feel like, um,
0: yeah. And Instagram, one of the things I hear all the time is that Instagram creators and developers want you to get people to stay on the app longer mm-hmm. and for more amounts of time. And so if you create, um, you know, the, like, like the reels that you have currently, they're so good. You want to keep scrolling and keep learning more. And so it kind of pulls you in. And I feel like you've done an incredible job at that. And some of them, you don't even post to your main feed, correct? You
1: kind of just leave them on your reels tab. Yep. I just left them on my reels tab. And that was an experiment because I wasn't sure how that would work. And I thought I, like, I didn't know. I thought the engage well first off the engagement was really low at the beginning but what i what i found is that i would leave it up there for a week and by like the end of the week i would have gained like twenty thousand views on that one reel but at like for the first four days it only got like 600 six yeah 600 views so i just think you need to also understand that like the algorithm for reels is totally separate from the algorithm that our in feed posts are. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Because Instagram is wanting to take some of that attention away from TikTok. So they're rewarding, they're, they're rewarding the people who are using reels with virality, like the ability to go viral, because that is one of TikTok's main attractions is the ability for anyone to go viral for posting anything so instagram is also kind of playing into that virality factor and they're like hey guys if you post to reels you have the chance to grow super fast and go viral which is exactly what happened to me
0: <laughs> that's amazing um and that's and i did cool. want to ask um I feel like I'm learning so much. I'm like, my brain is like expanding right now, <laughs> but I did want to ask you. Um, so the, the content that you basically repurposed for um, IG reels, did you sit down? Uh, like, how did you go about creating that content that you originally had on TikTok? Um, like, did you just create like a batch of, of videos or, or did you kind of like space it out? How did you come up with that uh, content strategy? If you don't mind sharing a few tips.
1: Um, I think so. Honestly, TikTok was like my, my quarantine kind of adventure. I started, you know, everyone got on TikTok during quarantine. And then I realized that I kind of wanted to try to dip my toes into the water of like doing, becoming a photography educator, because I'm so passionate about helping, you know, photographers achieve what I've been able to do. Like, if I can do it, you can do it. That's like totally my thing. Um, And so I just started trying to think about like what my ideal client was looking for. And I would sit down and maybe my goal was to create a video a day, but if you want to be more strategic about it, you can create five videos in one day and post them and, and drip that content over a, 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 a longer period of time. That right. would be more strategic. But did I actually do that? No, I was I was getting dressed up every day in quarantine and creating one TikTok. I love day. it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so do what you want. Do what the content strategy is best for you. Like a lot of people batch their content. Some other people cr- like create it when they need it and as business owners we, we grow and we figure out what's what's best for our business absolutely
2: wow <laughs> awesome so kayla one of the things that you uh teach about in your mentoring program and you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier is uh how to price yourself profitably um many creatives like jump into their business and base their rates off of you know emotion. kind emotion of emotion you know yeah. what i'm saying uh what they feel, what they feel like they're worth. Uh, How do we steer clear of this emotional aspect and start charging profitably like right off the bat?
1: Absolutely. And yeah, this is definitely one of the things that I spend the most time teaching and educating on because You know, as creatives, I think it's really hard for us to put a price tag on our worth when it's so attached to who we are. Um, I definitely struggled with that. Um, But I think, you know, you really have to, and I say this all the time, too, is like we are artists, but as photographers, we also have to be just as great business owners. Those are two separate skill sets, and you have to be able to be com- not be confident yeah be confident in both um because you really kind of have to remove yourself from like the emotion of it and realize that you are providing a service, you are a service provider, just like, you know, someone who pay their plumber for showing up at their house and fixing their toilet, you know, they get paid. So should you for showing up at this location and taking all these beautiful photos, and then spending hours and hours of time after editing and delivering and, you know, creating this amazing client experience. And then you're like, once you put on that business owner hat and and stepping into that um, role as a business owner and being comfortable, like, then you're able to kind of like. Okay, let me yeah. sit down and, and see how much I actually need to make a living per month. Yeah. I feel like if you don't know your living and business expenses, then we need to have a chat and we should sit down together and try to figure out all that good stuff because that alone, once you start seeing those numbers, it becomes less scary. And you're like, Okay, well, if if I need Let's just throw out a number, $2000 per month to live, then I need I know I need to book X amount at this Price range to meet that financial goal. And then over time, you're able to scale it as you continue to grow. And yeah. you start raising your prices as you feel that the your one, your value has increased or two your experience has increased and all that good stuff. Um, because you know, our prices are supposed to grow as we gain an experience. Um, like the prices I was charging four years ago are not the prices that I charge now. Um, and I think you know, photographers shouldn't be too scared about, you know, charging those low prices at the beginning. Like if you're a beginner, beginner photographer, don't try to like overprice yourself. Like you want to be able to scale into that price range, because it's an emotional, because as much as it is like your business, you're a business owner, it is an emotional thing for you. So if you're setting yourself at at a higher ticket offer and you're not emotionally there, ready to serve your client on that level of capacity, you are doing your client a disservice and you know there's like a dysfunction there so you want to be able to create a system where you're able to scale your prices as your experience kind of increases and and your comfortability and client experience also increases so does that make sense does that it does. It
0: does so uh you know for someone who's working their way up the ladder and and gaining more experience and kind of raising their prices as they go i've heard it both ways where you know you shouldn't be charging if you're not a legal licensed business and and once you are there's so much information out there and so right. many ways to go about it and so much gray area. yeah yeah and and so you know for someone who's kind of making their way up there to getting to the place in their pricing where they want to be what are some tips for gaining that confidence and and being more bold and sticking to your your new prices a lot of people have returned clients or people that kind of follow them along on their journey, and all of a sudden your prices have doubled. Like, what? Like, how can you stay secure and confident and, you know, stick to it without kind of wobbling back down to kind of, you know, accommodate for old friends who maybe want a discount? You know what I'm saying? Sure.
1: Yeah. And that's honestly, it's going to be different for every creative. And that's what's so unique about photography, right? There is no one, fit, one size fits all like pricing approach. It really is per clients, even because, you know, as we're talking about commercial photography, like every time I I approach a new client, I have to like do the whole pricing strategy. I have to do the whole pricing calculation. So it's different for every single client. And I've honestly have had to let some of my old clients go who can't meet my new rates. And that's just, you know, um, the reality of it, because, you know, we're all at different places in our business and the investments we can make into our business are all different. Um, But you know, being able to pick and choose the clients that fill you creatively versus fill you financially. Like it's okay to accept a client that, you know, has a really great budget, but doesn't align with your values. Or maybe like, man, maybe you don't post that work, but you still, you know, take that, um, job to feel financially stable or like a client that doesn't pay as much, but the, the brand is just so amazing and you just have to shoot with them. Like you can right. still create space, um, to, to shoot for them if, if it's going to build your portfolio. So it's like a balancing act. Yes. Um, yeah. Knowing, because I always think too, is like, if it's not a, a heck yes or a hell yes, then it's probably a no, you know? And being able to make those tough decisions uh, and move forward with confidence. I think, you know, that's one of the tips that actually one of my business mentors kind of told me. And I've always repeated that to myself. Like if it's a... If it's an, if it fits a maybe, then it's a no,
0: <laughs> you know? That's so good. Yeah. But <laughs> people that are transitioning from being a hobbyist, you know, into a professional, full-time professional, I feel like there's a lot of, like, fear of missing out on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on certain clients or certain um, money, even. They kind of say yes to everything. And I feel like that kind of leads to burnout. Is that just part of the transition that comes with the territory what advice do you have for people that may not have the the resolve yet to turn away clients that don't really align either with their budget or their vision?
1: Um, yes, that's this is like such a good question. And, you know, I'm just going to be super vulnerable with you guys. Like, this is something that I struggle with, too, because as I dip my toes in different areas of the, the photography world, because the photography world is so big into different types of photography, like I'm I've like totally burnt myself out trying to shoot for everyone. And you really do live and you learn. Um, and like, I can't tell you to like, say no to like everyone who, like, I can't tell you to say no to those clients that might fill you financially, if you have to meet that financial goal, you know, I'm not going to tell you to not take that job. But there is something beautiful about being able to create space and say no, to leave room for more of those hell yeses. If that mm. makes sense, yeah. I don't. That's I hope that answered your question. I feel like I, I should. I always was I also was going to say something else.
0: No, no. I think you, uh, you, you hit, hit the. Right on my yeah, head. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it does come with the territory, and it's something that Devonte and I kind of struggle to because people, um, especially because I'm such an emotional person, and whenever people inquire and they say, you know, they fill us with compliments and this and that, I feel really bad. I almost can't say no to some people that are just you know, really, really wanting to work with us. And and, and it really, um, they may be really nice people, but maybe they're extremely under the budget or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So, so I have a lot of guilt um, that kind of plagues me whenever or we have to turn away somebody. I have a lot of remorse and, and I have to really remind myself sometimes that um I can still help them in other ways by maybe referring them to another photographer that I, you know, that I may be friends with. And like you said, that's why networking is really important for us, especially. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was, that was gold. That was incredible. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah. And I think um just like another little thing is like, if you can just yeah, that's kind of like the point where you have to put on your business owner hat and you're like, no, I can't, I can't take this job. If you're at a good place where you're like, m- like more established, this would probably be for a more established photographer. And you're at a place where you can say no, um, then that's when you, yeah, that is when you are able to put on your business owner hat and you're like, no, I, I do have this financial goal that I have to meet at the end of the month. If I, if I take this client, I know that takes away from another client that might come along that might, you know make me able to reach reach that financial goal. So every client, you know, it takes a little a little piece of you. Um, It takes a little piece of your time. And it also takes time away from your other clients that might be paying just like your full price offer. So you kind of have to like weigh like if I take this client, is it going to take away from the service that I'm providing to all my other clients? Like, because we are service providers. So I think these are all good questions that they're are gonna be per case per client scenario because I always think that there's wiggle room. You're allowed to to make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. I feel like it's okay to sometimes say yes and then realize that okay next time I should have said no. Like I live through this guys all the time. (laughs) I can't Mm -hmm. even tell you we don't have to be be perfect business owners. We're allowed to, you know, learn and grow and figure out what works for us. Right. I love that. I
0: think that's really important to remember to be kind to ourselves and to be, um, you know, patient. It's a beautiful reminder. I think it's it was really important. And I think it's something I needed to hear as well. And I'm sure there are plenty of other people in the same boat, you know, needing to remember, you know, to be patient and be gracious with yourself as you kind of navigate. There is like you said, there is no one strict way. There is no how to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: Well, Kayla, um, is there anything else you want to say, mention, or any questions for us? It's uh, about that time, sadly.
1: Oh, no. Guys, this has been such an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for having me. These are such, like, unique times that we are living through right now. So, you know, always honored to be able to... I don't know, bridge the gap, connect, you know, when we're all so spaced apart, I feel like. And I think, you know, the only thing I do want to mention, if I have to mention anything else is I would love to connect with whoever is listening, feel free to connect with me on Instagram. Um, And I also have an amazing email list where I try to provide weekly business photography business tips and guys, I drop a lot of good knowledge in there. So um, I always recommend if you, you want to hop on that list, get on. it.
0: Yes and we are in your email list and we love receiving emails from you you're incredible with everything you do so um what are what is your Instagram
1: handle uh, for anybody that wants to go give you a follow it is kayla k a y l a m my middle initial and mendez so kayla m mendez
0: perfect i think we'll be able to add that um to the show notes um wherever we have the um the episode. But again, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your incredible wealth of wisdom and and sharing your heart and being vulnerable with us. And it means a lot um, that you took the time to do this. So many people are going to benefit and and they're going to be attracted to everything that you said, and they're going to come and find you. And I just I can't wait. I want everyone to know about you. You are incredible. Thank you so much for taking the time, Kayla.
2: It's been an honor. You guys
1: are amazing, too. Thank you.
0: All right, well, for anyone else who's listening, please, uh, like I said, go follow her, go find her, please get on her email list. Uh, Make sure you tune in and subscribe to Flow Insider. We've got a ton of incredible episodes coming your way. So, y'all stay tuned and have a great rest of your day. Cheers. Cheers.
1: You're listening to Flow Insider, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want a fresh perspective on business, communication, and art.
0: We loved how Simply Kayla explained the one important rule that you need to have in your business. If a project doesn't make you say, hell yes, let's do this, then you probably shouldn't be working on that project. It's as simple as that. Sometimes saying no opens up the space, time, and energy to say yes to other things, better ones. If you've been with us for the past five episodes of Flow Insider, you know that we're big preachers of self-care, kindness, and good mental health. This has been Sayori and Devante, and it's been an absolute pleasure hosting the Flow Insider podcast, sharing our stories and chatting with all the incredible women we've had as guest speakers. We're actually in the process of kickstarting our very own podcast. So if you want to connect with us, find us on Instagram at Spirit of Revelry. We can't wait to hear from you. Cheers.